2: SO- <råös basketball>
3: and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Freight Train with Throwdown. That's off of their new EP, King of Broken Dreams. It's forthcoming, as they say. When is it coming out? I don't know exactly, but it's on the way. Be patient. You've been waiting for new material from these guys for a while, haven't you? Maybe you have. Maybe you were around back in 1997 when they formed in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and you were going to those shows and you were surviving them because that's what apparently it was like. I don't know. All hearsay to me, but... They're infamous. Notorious, some might say. A band who I always knew the name of, but never experienced. They were probably here and gone just before my time. And I live closer to Baltimore, so I went there instead of Philadelphia. But I won't pretend to know anything or everything about them at all. But I do know that they are now back with the two original vocalists, Diego Carruccio and Mike Mack. And they've got a host of characters and friends to help them fill out the rest of the band members Current and X of Blacklisted, Shattered Realm, Shark Attack, Punishment, uh, a kind of who's who of Philadelphia hardcore. So, if that's what you like, that's what it is. And you can go listen to this song, Throwdown, on Bandcamp, on YouTube, or you can go read that excellent article over at noecho.net. And if you prefer getting it out.net, well, I got a post up there for you as well. It's just No Echo did it first, so I'm giving them credit. Anyway, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? Well, we're sticking to Philadelphia, we're sticking to Hardcore, and we're sticking to Infamous and Notorious, as I got Zach Barone of Carried By Six. But first, it's Hot Zone, baby.
2: Damn, what's good all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone, back at it again, with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast. Oh shit, I gotta write a rap verse, don't I? He said, nah, no, you don't gotta write a rap verse It's a hardcore podcast He said, alright, I think I can maybe make that happen Let's see what we can do Kick it Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the, we all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Get in it out. All right, motherfuckers. You're
3: For those of you who use this podcast to keep up to date with my life, it's happening again. This house is a Petri dish. Getting it out, HQ has been invaded by another sickness. And while I am infected, it's not as bad as last time and I seem to have the least of it. So far, but it's not been a fun week here in the Crayley household. And that actually appears to be the case pretty much everywhere. I went to the CVS last night to buy some cough medicine for my wife who was struggling. And uh, the shelves were fucking bare, like almost totally cleared out. It was 9.30 at night. It was a late trip. I was the only one in the store. And this lady came back and she was like, can I help you find anything? And I said, no, I think I found something. You know, it's like some generic Delsum. And I said, it uh, looks like you're pretty well cleared out. And she said, yeah, you have no idea. And I was like, in fact, I think I do have an idea. I think I have better idea than literally anybody, including you. I'm the one standing in front of the shelves, lady. I didn't say it that aggressively, but I did say, I think I know. And she said, you know what? I think you do know. And I appreciated her giving that up that quick. I would have fought against that if some dickhead came into my CVS and told me that they know what's going on here better than I do. I never would have relented, and she did right away. Perhaps I had the evidence. I was there. I was on the scene of the crime. I could see everything. So she had to. But I don't know. I just want to say I appreciate that lady with the crazy hair at the CVS by my house in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. If you're listening to this, I know you're not. But in case you do, I appreciate it. We need more cough medicine, though. We need more medicine of any kind. Cold medicine, it's not the flu. It's the cold. It's weird. It's in here in our nose and it's in the back of your throat. It makes you cough. It's dry. Inhalers don't do anything, humidifiers don't seem to help. Vicks vapor rub, what the fuck is that? a Little paste on your chest. How's that help your nose? I don't really know. But what I do know is the Philadelphia Eagles are 12 and 1. That's a great segue. 12 and 1. They only lost one game to the Washington Seawards and that's okay. You need to lose one every now and then. But they're doing just fine. Looking good. Dallas Cowboys in a couple weeks. Nobody even cares about the Bears this weekend, and if they lose that by some for some reason, eh, who cares? They've done well, exceptional, I'd say. Jalen Hurts never doubted them for a minute, and although I'm still riding the high of their uh, recent Super Bowl victory by the hero Nick Foles, I'll take another one. I'm not as I'm not as amped up about it. I've talked about this before. Football doesn't excite me anymore like it did before the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Before they won the Super Bowl, it was like, we got to prove something. Of course, I say we. But uh, it, it's been proved now. So, fuck off. You know, it's, the job is done. They don't need to win one for me to be happy. They just need to uh, not be awful. And you know what? I'm fine with them being awful. That Super Bowl bought a lot of years of grace for me. That's like a 10-year leeway. You can do whatever you want. I don't really care anymore. In a good way. Like, you're off the hook. You've done it. You've done what you need to do. Now go do whatever you want. Job well done. So they're doing whatever they want. But the team that's not off the hook is the Philadelphia 76ers. And boy, are they boring to watch. Boring and frustrating. They were always frustrating, but now they've added boring to it. And I'm not really sure how to, uh, how to process it. Speaking of the process... Joel Embiid is playing great, but they're somehow still just barely winning. Beating Charlotte by like four when he scores like 53 points. Not really sure that it should go that way. Anyway, that's your Philadelphia sports recap. You had to know you were getting a little bit of that on this, as you do most weeks. I would tell you something about the Philadelphia Flyers, but I don't know anything. Nobody's saying anything that I'm hearing. So that means they're either doing not well or mediocre I never got into hockey. I always said I could. I always wished I had. Just never grasped on. When there's an 82-game season at the same time, it's hard to balance the two. Perhaps I should have asked Zach Barone about the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm sure he knows what's going on. He himself is a hockey player. But we're talking about his band Carried by Six. I don't think I recorded the part where Zach and I were talking uh, before we got to the meat and potatoes of the episode. But he and I know each other, but we don't really know each other at all, right? I don't think that we, I think this was the first time we ever like sat down and had a conversation. I think that's very common in hardcore scenes, especially when people have been around each other for like 20 ish years, 15, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. You just kind of know each other just in passing, right? Then you realize you've never actually really spoken to each other. So it was nice to finally sit down and uh, have a conversation with him, talk about his band, talk about him, talk about what's going on. And I'm gonna share that with you now. But first, we should play a song from Carried by Six. How about Sloth? That's not a question. That's what I'm gonna play for you. This is Sloth by Carried by Six, and then my conversation with Zach Barone. You waste all my breath and don't make me In this band, carried by six now, and as far as I know, and I think from what I know from listening to you do other interviews, is that this might be your first band. But you tell me: is carried by six the first time you've been in a band?
0: Carried by six is my first band. Yeah, uh, you know, it's. I never thought uh, I'd be in a band with the guys that I'm in, or ever really picture myself in a band. But uh, here I am.
3: You know. Yeah, that's fun. It's interesting you say with the guys that you're in there with because you're in there with, uh, quite a few, what I consider, uh, veterans, um, of, especially of good hardcore bands, especially for people like us or in and around Pennsylvania. So how did, how did that happen? How did you end up in carried by six? Was this a band that you were around from the beginning or were you recruited to join?
0: Um, Chris Mahmood was kind of like always in my ear about, uh, about like, so I like, go, you need to be a front man. You know, you know, you need to, we need to start a bandit. You're going to be a front man. And I'm like, you know, I've never, I've never used my voice ever other than screaming in my car or whatever, <laughs> just being a maniac or, you know, like trying to hit some, some, uh, some vocals when somebody passes me to Mike at a show or something like that. And um, yeah. I was just like, you know, what?
3: I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Was that an easy thing for you to decide to do? Cause I knew you as a guy who was around and then uh, then you became like this fucking <laughs> this beast all of a sudden. I don't know when, when this transition happened, but I remember you like as a guy that was around and then suddenly you were this big motherfucker that was around just smashing people. <laughs> and it was like you had your own persona without even being in a band, your own presence without even being in a band. So were, was there any uh, I, I guess it'd be as simple as asking, do you have any like stage fright about getting up there and being in front of the house?
0: You know, I, I didn't at first. I was like, all right, I got this. Um, you know, I played ice hockey for a better part of my life. I played in front of crowds as large as like 10,000 people. And like, right. you know, had at like, there's like, you go out there and it's like, the crowd's not even there. And, and if <laughs> anything, you feed off the crowd at times, but um, you know uh, my first time, my, you know, our first show um, in Wilkes-Barre at Carl Hall, as soon as I, I like I had a couple beers like yeah all right I'm gonna need to loosen up a little bit and I yeah. stepped out onto that stage and it shrunk <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see anybody in the crowd the lights were so bright all of a sudden I had no clue what the fuck I was doing out there yeah. and uh you know it was it was pretty nerve-wracking uh, that that I have to admit I had to give uh, credit to every single frontman out there who's uh, like who's uh who's done it.
3: Yeah it's it's a weird feeling. I remember the first couple of times I did it and I was just a loudmouth uh guy at shows for years and was it was normal for me to go up and just take the microphone for whatever reason uh but then when to the, the first time I got up there with a band was just yeah it's just weird. It's just yeah, it's totally different. You know the the pressure is really on uh but it's not really on it's all you know in your head. But but with 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 you with playing with the guys that you're playing with cuz we, we I guess we should rep you know, run down a little bit of who's in Carried by Six and which bands they've been in. You mentioned Mahmood, of course, mm-hmm. Mushmouth, Out to Win. Uh, what else did he do? Boxcutter, maybe? Boxcutter,
0: yeah. I think he, he's filled in for uh, Wisdom and Chains at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh Yeah, I think that's about it. Like, I wanted to say Crutch for a second. He might have filled in like for like a show or two for Crutch, like when they started like kind of going back and forth. But um, that I can't be totally positive about. Right. um, What
3: what about the rest of the guys?
0: Rest of the guys, you got uh, Kyle, who uh, he's like a South Jersey piney weirdo, (laughs) new metal kid, (laughs) who uh, who uh, played in this band. Wow, what the fuck! Uh, When these days end, it's like uh, like if you heard like I want to say probably about two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six, maybe it was like you know if you ever if you ever heard that song, this is how Jersey rolls, like goes in that mosh part. It's like that's that's Kyle's band, and then uh he later uh went on to form Lifeless, and um you know Lifeless kind of and that was a ten year run, fucking.
3: Yeah, that's wild to think about that. That was even ten years.
0: Yeah, that was like that was almost you know they played for almost ten years. So I was like I I think our first show was in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. So and then you got uh, Sean Galino on bass. Um, He like kind of he's dabbled like he played for Stickman and Fury Five when he first did that. um, You know like kind of Fury Five reboot. And then you got Chris Smith. Uh, He played drums in uh, Ghost Ship and also played in uh Trail of Lies. So I mean like he's he's always been like
3: you know he's the he's the real monster in the band. <laughs> <Not me. laughs> well that's it's funny so but like uh, well we ran down those people to mm-hmm. show to emphasize that like the, you know these guys are pretty well established. So it says something about their confidence in you to grab you and uh and say hey we want you to do it why did people want you to front the band
0: i don't know i i guess my mood just because like i was you know um people would kind of say like i'm like a little bit of a maniac and like like you kind (laughs) of mentioned before like yeah yeah, that i that i that i do have like a bit of a presence and like you know you, you add like a little bit of alcohol to it and it's like I, and it's not just to be like a dickhead or anything. It's just like we like growing up in the era of hardcore that I grew up in, like uh, you know, church shows where it was, you know, they were wild, they were violent. Right. And uh, you know, that's kind of always that's how I've always wanted shows to be. I like just like uh like on the breaking point of being like
3: too much but not too much. And um That line gets blurry sometimes and that's all right. At least it used to yeah. be all right. I don't know how alright it is anymore, but um, that's other people's problems. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys started this, uh, not, not too long ago. It's been a couple years though. And you did a, what was it? Three song demo.
0: Yeah. We did a three song demo, uh, put it out ourselves. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we played a couple shows. I think we played like three or four shows and then COVID hit. And it was just kind of like, we played like one little secret show in Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh, during COVID, and um and then we're like all right we gotta like we gotta record more stuff so we came out with uh this four other songs you know and um yeah people seem to enjoy them um for i mean for i think like i think we only played like 12 13 shows at this point yeah people are starting to dig it um you know we're getting we're getting like bigger show offers which is really cool and uh yeah i we're not really putting, like, a whole lot of time and energy into this, which is, like, really surprising. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the show offers that we are getting, and it's like all the guys are all married and have kids and shit like that. And I'm I'm pretty much, like, the only single guy in the band except for Sean. Sean's, Sean does his own thing, too. And, uh, you know, we don't get to practice as much as we like, and we, like, actually end up turning down more shows than, you know, we, we'd
3: we really like to. But, uh, you know. That sounds ideal. That's, that's the way. <laughs> that's still usually usually it's worse you know usually you end up having to practice too much and you barely play any shows yeah Uh, no it sounds like it's it sounds like you've had this nice little privileged way of stepping into it and and i'm only saying it like that because i was fortunate like that too when i was in a band it was with a bunch of guys who were already established who knew how to do the damn thing and i Mm -hmm. was just this i was just this new piece that came in and got to do it, you know, in a, in a relaxed way. And, you, and much like Carried by Six, it seems like, I don't have to imagine, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that having the people in your band, and and I'm solely speaking on just a who-you-know factor, it's got to be entirely beneficial for carry by Six.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, like, right off the bat, as soon as, like, we kind of uh, put up an Instagram, like, started spreading the word. Like, we didn't even have the demo out, and people were offering us shows which was like mind-blowing to me i was like <laughs> i was like yo it was like what the like nobody's even heard us yet Yo, know, we just like took some pictures and like posted shit from from band practice and i'm like th- I, to me it's like you know i kind of like to earn my way and it was like i was like this is just like kind of wild to me that we're just getting show offers and you know there's just like nothing really out
3: there yet that's good though. That's fun. That, that makes it more exciting, I think. I mean when you're when you're in the band, I when we did a I did Pleasant Living in Baltimore, our first show, mm-hmm. our first show was we we played like 6th on like the the Animal House CD release show or something, you know what I mean? It was like what the mm-hmm. fuck were we doing that far up in the lineup? But it was again just a who you know thing. And I know mm-hmm. it sucks for like I always I always kind of uh sympathize with the bands who are young and don't really know anybody, but at the same time th- you'll get that perk later on, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely it's like it's not like something that i like i thought i ever deserved or anything like that or you know it it i was real, like you know solely going off these guys' reputation and uh people anticipating that um equally as
3: good as them <laughs> so <laughs> um, you know it it's definitely a luxury well how did you how did you feel how do you feel you did initially how do you feel you're doing now i guess i'm sure I'm sure you feel like you're uh, doing better um but like what was that what was that like for you when you, when you first heard your voice? Was there, and, and side question on that, because I know how I felt when I first heard my voice, were you disappointed in how you sounded at all?
0: Being the person that I am, I'm very hard on myself. Like I'm like constantly my own worst enemy and like just very, very judgmental or everything. So it was like hearing my voice. I, I, I mean like many people, I hate hearing my voice, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, like hearing my progression like uh you know my voice getting like a little bit stronger it's like i don't really get to practice much like you know um i just you know when i find a time uh you know i throw on spotify and i listen to her songs and kind of just keep things fresh but um you know it's just like to me it's just kind of uh i just let it evolve you know just kind of uh go out there and to me it was i i hated it i hated my first few <laughs> i did i was like i was like just and especially because everything is documented nowadays and we like seeing videos right. and i'm like oh my god i fucking hate this like dude, <laughs> like just like delete this or i will beat you the fuck up like i've like there's a couple times where i just like you know untag myself and just like i'm like i can't look at this like hey, I, I can't because i'll keep on going back and looking at it and just punish my punishing myself with it but um you know it's, it, if anything it's you know it's it's like forced me to like want to get better um and just kind of you know keep on pushing things and any opportunity i get you take it and you know use it to your uh, it's to your advantage, you
3: know yeah no i know i know i know exactly what you mean um with all of that the uh hearing your your own voice crack while you're trying to sound uh mean is uh, yeah it's is, yeah. is pretty demoralizing, you know you sound like a, yeah. you feel like a giant pussy, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just me though but do you do you enjoy performing being a front man, do you enjoy that? Being up on stage, I know some people don't particularly love it, but I, I feel like a um, guy like you is probably into it. I like at first, like, because like I want every show to be like a
0: prison riot, right? Like, and it's like, and like, to, like, I, like, I want to be in the crowd with the mic singing and punching people in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I like, like it's not no. the
3: best way to build a fan base, but you know, no, some people it, are in it. it.
0: It's absolutely not, and especially with like um, you know with how many uh young kids are coming in, I mean like shows used to be like that promen used to be wild and fucking like you know, hey, yeah, you look at Luke from all else failed like he's got people rocking him in the face, and he's you know, he's bloody, he's fucking crawling all over people um to me like that's what like I' bought, like crowd interaction and it's like crowd participation like to me like. That helps most, like you, especially when you're midway through a set and you're fucking winded, and yeah, like you see yeah. somebody fucking that knows the words, like, Whew, thank God, pass the mic off to this guy real quick, and then you will get right back at it.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly, exactly, and it's well, and I don't know about you, well, I'm sure it's got to be, it's got, it's got to be the same for everybody, but those. When you when you're singing, I don't, well, I think singing, being a vocalist in a band is hard as fuck, especially uh, a hardcore band. If especially if they want you to have any type of stage presence, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's so much harder than uh, than it gets credit for. So when when you when I see somebody who's like an expert at it, it, it blows my mind. Like you know, to, to that they can keep their voice and not get winded, and like the cardio of it is, is pretty impressive. I mean, I, to me, it's just like. There's like there's some from
0: man like everything just seems like so choreographed and forced and like yeah. that's like it's like it's just like a like a nightly thing it's like a routine from like they say the same shit they say like <laughs> to me like i've I've never, never like I've like sometimes like i wanna tell the crowd to suck my dick, you know like <laughs> so, some some sometimes like i'm I'm gonna say like yo, you guys need to start moving I'm gonna beat you all the fuck up, you know like <laughs> 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 uh, you know, and it's not – it's it's just – to me, It's that's just my attitude. Or not my attitude. It's just my personality. Like, I'm just breaking balls. Like, in, you know, kind of Philadelphia, we break balls. We like to have fun. We like to see the crowd move on. I You know, and I'm going to feed off the crowd more. So, it's like, there's – we've had a right. couple shows where we got really good responses, and, like, it just fucking amps me up even more. So, I love that. I love seeing young kids go off. I love seeing people getting physical. And, um, you know, I think with uh, people getting – uh, more familiar with their stuff it's only helping that like a lot more people are getting involved and uh it just kind of i'm enjoying it a lot more uh at first i fucking hated it like i i thought like i was never gonna be able to make anybody mosh or like you know get anybody like uh really worked up but um we're getting there you know baby steps so you can't really just like just jump into this and be a natural like like some other people you know
3: and i think i don't think i know i've seen anybody just hop up there and kill it. Um, like when I was talking to justice a few weeks ago, and I was talking to him about when he first got up watching him at the beginning doing Trap under ice and he didn't have it back then. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. like anybody, anybody has to work through it, but people, people do. and, Compliment to you guys. I was just listening to uh, the carried by six stuff earlier today, and I put on the the first that first demo, and I was surprised mm-hmm. with myself because I knew I listened to it, but I was surprised with myself that I knew the words and everything. Like damn, so you guys are you're making some catchy enough stuff that I probably went a year without hearing it, and uh, and suddenly remembered it all. So uh, that's a good that's, sign. That's awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, have you guys gotten to play much outside of Pennsylvania?
0: Uh, yeah, we uh, just recently, I want to say probably like uh like 2 3 months ago we played in Long Island. Um we've also played uh New Jersey, like, you know, a couple New Jersey shows. <laughs> um we did a benefit show for our buddy down in North Carolina. Um nothing like too crazy so far. It's like you know, we got that show coming up uh January 29th. With Trapped under ice in Brooklyn. I mean, we're just like like you know, we've got show offers like to go out to Chicago and stuff like that, Midwest. And I mean, truthfully, like I don't I don't think we're gonna gain anything from it. And like to be honest I love playing in the Northeast. Like i wanna you know, there's a lot of people in the Northeast that still don't know who we are, not familiar yeah. with us, and there's like so many young kids coming in that don't know who we are. And uh, I would really just love to get control and like have everybody in the northeast know us before you know we like we head out like any further like you know like you know we head to the west coast or like you know somebody wants to bring us out there to me it's like that's always been a thing like if you you know if you can't have people you know turn out for you in your own areas like nobody's really gonna do that shit for you like when you you know you go to midwest or fucking you know west coast or anything so
3: that's a good, that's a good point. And, uh, that's, I was going to say, why do you think, why do you think, uh, it wouldn't do you any good to play out there, but I guess you're just saying you just want to get uh well established here first.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always been like, uh, I mean, I, what I love to play for new faces, like in, in like say California, or Midwest or something like, yeah, I'd absolutely love that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like to me, it just, it, it, I, especially right now with like traveling, traveling such a fucking pain in the ass. And then like, to me, it's like, I uh, I want the guys in my band to have a great time too. Like I don't want them to play in front of like a bunch of people that right. are just standing there. And like those guys have all been, in, you know, decent bands their whole entire lives. So it's like you know, to pay six hundred dollars to fucking fly out to Chicago <laughs> and then fucking and to have a bunch of people stare at you. It's like kind of defeating. But I mean, like that's also the name of the game nowadays. Like yeah, I mean, there's so many kids that have no clue who Mushmouth is. And I mean, like if you're still like if you're older and you're still in the game and you're still playing shows like these kids don't give a fuck. You still got to win them over, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
3: yeah. I know. And that's, it's a funny thing to say, especially for like you and I, Pennsylvania people to say like, uh, people don't know who Mushmouth mouth is where it's such Mm -hmm. like, you know, such like an important band.
2: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: I don't know how big they are outside of Pennsylvania. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I know how big they were, but I don't know where that, how that matters anymore.
0: I can, I can tell you there's a lot of kids. And it's like, you know, like a Philly church, was like younger kids that'll like come and start hanging around. We just start shoving, like, I know like Eric Wolk and like uh, a bunch of the younger guys, like who are like kind of been around, like they'll just start shoving crutch and mush mouth down these kids through it and just like listen to this, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. So it's like, it's awesome that like, uh, you know, the current Philadelphia scene and Pennsylvania scene is still very much embraces its roots and you know is still showing all these young kids that are starting to come in now is like, these are the important things. Like we wouldn't be here without them.
3: Yeah, no, that is, that is very cool. And I think, I think, but I don't know. I, I I gotta, I'd have to think back to when I listened to you uh, with Richie on post America podcast, but are, Mm -hmm. are you, are you born and raised in Pennsylvania?
0: Yeah. Born and raised in Pennsylvania. I was, I was actually almost born in Alaska, but, uh, that's a whole entire different story. That's but, a, yeah. it's quite a difference, yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Southeastern Pennsylvania, pretty much lived there my whole entire life,
1: yeah.
3: So for you, when you got into things, to backtrack quite a bit, who was like the Pennsylvania hardcore, maybe Philadelphia hardcore, who was the band? Like, you know, who was the, the Kings at that time?
0: Well, uh, I mean, you had to think... Uh, so it's like... All right, so basically... At that point, like when I first really started going to shows, you had like Schwanksville Library, you had the Trap YMCA, and like they're all kind of shows that like Ziggy was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and like at that point, I wanna say probably like CDC. I D C. I wanna say yeah, like, yeah. I mean like for the for that area for like suburbs of for like, sure, yeah. It was like C D C uh I don't know, like you know, one dead, three wounded was playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like the, it's crazy to think about because August burn Red was like they were fucking kids at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they like they would play the trap YMCA every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, my brain's so scrambled at that. It's like Steel or you know Steel Nation had just kind of come out. That's when they actually had a front man. Yeah, uh, Pat. that dude. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. Uh um, right. So, so
3: I mean, you you might have come a couple years after me, but pretty much right around the same time that I was that I was showing up myself. I remember shows of the Trap Why. I remember going out there once for Blood in Blood Out, and I was coming from Lancaster, where I'm at right now. And uh, I remember just the only reason I remember the show so vividly because I know I went to the Trap Why other times, but I know I was in the car going there when somebody called. I don't even, man i don't even know how this worked somebody called and told us that the cops were looking for us because we beat up some kid at some show in, <laughs> in in lancaster and that it was and that we fa- we found out then that the kid was like 17 so we were getting charged with like, assault on a minor <laughs> and, it oh, was just, and Very- i just remember like the the shitty feeling being at the trap why like, oh fuck! I was only like eighteen or something, but getting told I was going to get charged with some like you know ridiculous thing. It was funny <laughs> in hindsight, not not, not funny. Yeah, man. in but, hindsight, uh, but that, yeah. that was
0: a common thing back then. And you know, trap YMCA is like you know somebody's little brother was being a dickhead. They would end up getting beat up, and you know that's just how that's what it was. Yeah.
3: Somebody was somebody was being a dick at the uh, Lancaster. um american legion at a show there at the legion hall and so that person got beat up and apparently pretty badly and was too young to be beaten up legally (laughs) so (laughs) but things happened and then nothing nothing ever came of that though so it's so the story ends well um but yeah that's 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 interesting i I don't think a lot of people give cdc the credit for how big they were at the time
0: no they're huge i mean like
3: yeah like
0: i because i remember like it was when bobby was in the band still um i i, I want to say i forget was it calen or calen still in the yeah. band yeah calen was still in the band um it was like before like they kind of like went through a lot of lead singers like bouncing around and everything like that but i mean yeah i mean they fucking they've traveled the world more than anybody <laughs> any other hardcore band <laughs> you know they,
3: yeah, no, playing um, playing in Moscow and was it Morocco? I don't know. But it was something some shit like yeah. that. It's pretty pretty insane. Good gotta for credit, Yeah,
0: definitely credit the Bose for yeah. breaking yeah. uh breaking grounds on
3: uh where no hardcore band has ever explored. No, I don't think anybody's been there since, so you know no. <laughs> truly probably still has the flag planted. <laughs> but all right, so so uh you mentioned before that you do you think your love for the sport of hockey and the physicality of hardcore uh, are correlated anyway. Do you think that's, uh, you just, you just like have a, a, is it like, it's just in a, I, I, all right, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase this entirely. What is your relationship with violence? Because you seem to be very comfortable with very violent things. Um,
0: you know, uh, I guess, like you mentioned playing hockey and everything. Um, I've always like, I mean, I've always played the role as like a very physical guy. Like I could, like I could score goals and everything. You know, people depended on me to score goals, but I had absolutely no problem mixing up. And that was just a style of hockey that we were taught at a young age in our area with the older guys. Um, like we just really mixed it up and like, we really threw our bodies around and uh, you know, like the kind of like, I remember like discovering hardcore and then finally getting to go to my first real hardcore show and like learning about it and like hockey and like you know, you know people in hardcore can make fun of jocks or and everything but hockey correlates the best to hardcore you know we police ourselves we take care of each other um you know and like sometimes like the more violent shows are always the most memorable ones and it's like mm-hmm. everybody remembers it and it's like sometimes you know people get hurt and like that's just how things go but like you know it's never too over top and at the end of the day, everybody goes home and and just remembers the time that they had. But I mean, to me, it's like you know we police ourselves um, like in today's like current state of hardcore. Like, I don't yeah. think this is as much a a thing because like there's so many people that like uh, want to voice their opinion that aren't even really involved in hardcore. They're just kind of they're kind of tourists. Yeah. And to me, like I think that's always been the most bullshit thing that um like i'm sorry like you're not allowed any like to me like your input is total bullshit because you're not involved you're not active and it's like you're not going to tell us how to fucking handle a situation because we've always handled it properly and um you know that's how hockey's has always been like you know we policed ourselves you know um
3: sometimes a, a rep missed a call you had to fucking take care of things yourself I like that. That's a very cool. That's a very cool way to put that. I never would have. Never would have put that together. But I. But as you make a very good point. Uh, mm. There's many things I like about it, specifically the self-policing, because that's always been a thing. Like uh, we had the Chameleon Club here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which was like notorious for like the these awful bouncers that you the bouncers, always had. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you know, it was like everywhere else. Understood. The bouncers seemed to understand or would eventually get the message that the crowd will police itself but not here man they did not give a fuck they were like all right you're all getting thrown down the stairs no matter what you know Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway that's just the, the violent part of it the actual music did you know or did you guys when you started carried by six have a direction or sound or bands maybe you wanted to emulate that you wanted to take this thing in
0: um well it's like when chris and i first like started, decided to start the band um you know, uh, Lifeless was pretty much done at that point. And uh, I knew Kyle wasn't doing anything. And Kyle, like, I always, you know, I always loved Lifeless stuff. And so, I was like, so there's no sense in fucking just having him just sitting around doing nothing. And it was like, I was like, yo, you want to fucking do this project with me Mahmood? and Mood? Um, and, you know, I think, uh, like, for him to just, like, try and, like, recycle, you know, Lifeless riffs... It, it wouldn't have been doing him him any justice because Kyle is is a great right. songwriter, um, so it's like you know we kind of kind of like bounce ideas and like at first we we're kind of going for like uh, like a buried alive sound, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like you can maybe like hear little bits and pieces of it, but I think like with my voice is like I mean, number one Vogel's voice and in, and in, uh, buried alive is fucking unreal, so it's like yeah. and I I'd never.
3: That's I a hard never, one to uh, emulate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially with the first time ever using your voice. Um, mm. but it's like, you know, it just kind of evolved. Like uh Mahmood wrote some songs and like you you can you can hear what songs are like Mahmood songs because they're kind of like updated uh mush mouth riffs.
3: Yeah, 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 I hear them for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're definitely like update updated mushmouth riffs like changes like that's a that's a Mahmood song. Um you know, and we just kind of evolved, and like you know, a lot of people say they hear death threat. Like a lot of people say they hear this, they hear that, and like uh, I think that definitely because like I'm a huge like anybody who knows me knows I fucking love death threat. I love fucking you know Aaron's voice, and um, mm-hmm. you know I just try to do whatever came naturally. That
3: was it. Well, that's interesting. And- Sorry to cut you off. That's interesting you say you say that about death threat because I. I thought something similar while listening today It's like, it's not, you don't sound like Aaron, but you do tend to get, uh, like a similar cadence. You know, how sometimes he gets, well, not sometimes a lot of the time he's like, you know, rappy robot, like that kind of thing, but it's not, a you're not doing exactly that. It's just, a it's a, it's the way you're, the way you're saying things. It's just your cadence that, I that I, that I hear the similarity. And so that's, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I do hear
0: it. Yeah. I mean, like, um, Kyle wrote like a good majority of the lyrics and it's like, like it, it just kind of worked with the songs. Like we weren't like really like trying to fucking be like, all right, let's try and fucking do some, you know, Aaron Knuckles vocals or anything like right. that. It just kind of flows with the song. Um, and, uh, you know, it, there's definitely some similarities there. And like, I mean, to be compared to anything death threat is, is an honor to me. I mean, right. like, damn, they're fucking, they're such an amazing band. Um. So, you know, like, I guess me being so familiar with death threat, it just kind of that's maybe something I like. I lean towards like to kind of mm-hmm. uh, go with that because it you know it's just comfortable and like a, the quicker you become comfortable singing, you know, the better off you are. So that's where I kind of found my comfort zone.
3: That's good. It's not it works for you. I like it, and I think as someone who who has done things like that before too, I think it's a, it is a much more because it, it doesn't always it doesn't feel as much like you're screaming, yelling, at least yeah. for me, that was my thing. And that's, and to me that I never, I never grew used to that feeling because when I would finish a show, my voice was shot for, you know, half a week. Do you have those same type of problems or are you, are you growing callous to that?
0: Um, I, I used to, is like, if I go like, if I go like a, a good while, like I've learned to pretty much like control my voice at this point, I. I think I, at first I was just like screaming too hard and I would blow out my voice, <laughs> right? You know, immediately after a show. But now, like, I'm kind of like slowly figuring things out. Like, yeah, you know, and it's just like everybody always told me is like, you're gonna figure this out with time. Like, it's not just gonna happen. And um, yeah, you know, learning to control my voice and like, yeah, it, your body is such an important thing. Like, I'm in a like a little bit better shape now, so it's like not straining as much to um. like you know uh project my voice or get some power out of it so i think it's like becoming a little bit easier and like i'm not really straining my voice as
3: much yeah yeah yeah, it's all it's a whole it's a big learning curve, but you're, you're certainly getting it because the difference between the demo and Eternity and even this latest song, the Bulldoze cover that you guys put out, it can hear how much better you've gotten with it. Um, and not even that you were bad to start. You can just hear the general natural progression of somebody getting more comfortable with it. And I think that's obviously what you want um yeah. eternity was released a little over a year ago maybe was that a was that like an official release of any kind or was that just a digital out just, on the internet kind of thing
0: just digital i mean like you know it's we're just like doing our own thing i like, get most importantly like we're just doing this for fun so we just like we're putting shit out we're not like really we haven't chopped it around to anybody mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, if if anything I kind of twisted Richie Crutch's arm to I was like I was like start a record label that I can put my shit on, you know. <laughs> I was like start a start another record label so you know he 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 got um this record label started never ran never will and um yeah. you know we're putting out a 7-inch split with uh, a band called Hold My Own. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like, you know, with the Eternity EP, it just kind of, we put it out there just so we could have more songs to play. I mean, you know, uh, and kind of g- keep the progression going. You know, there's no sense stopping. Like, people were digging it. We were still getting, uh, people still wanted us to play shows. So it's like, let's give these people what they want and like keep on writing shit, you know?
3: Right. It was it's a strong EP to that that uh, first of, I don't remember any song titles off the top of my head because I don't know any song titles, but that first song on it uh, certainly. Certainly Eternity. is a memorable one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a yeah. title kind of track of it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh. But then, so well, you mentioned it. The Never Ran, Never Will records. You're doing a split with uh, with Hold My Own, who's mostly Chicago, some New Jersey, I think. And uh, that's when does that come out? I know, I know, I know it's, ha- I know it's happening. I uh, talked to Richie a little bit wow. about it. Did a little interview with him about it. But uh, but when do we actually get to see and hear that? <laughs>
0: um i mean i guess with the way the current state of the world everything's still backed up at pressing plans yeah. um the recordings are done everything's mastered if anything we're just kind of waiting on artwork right now uh uh one artist like kind of fell through so it's like we're kind of tri- trying to figure out Oh, excuse me uh kind of trying to figure out uh what we're gonna do art wise personally i i mean i would like just put like stamps on <laughs> on the fucking, I was like, let's just get this thing out because I mean, uh, I just want it. I just want you know, uh, Richie to have something to put out and like, yeah. To me it's like, uh, I really, I want to say it, like I don't care, but it's just like to me, it's just like uh, like it's just like another like kind of stepping stone. Like you know, the having that physical release in in my hand is gonna be awesome, but um, you know, it it's just the currency of the world is like it could be out next year, you know. Like, yeah, it can't take forever. This time next year. So, it's but like, you, you'll oh, appreciate
3: just... it once you, once in the long run, you'll like that you actually have it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, I'm hoping within it, within the next couple of months, you know, but I mean, like, you never know. It might be six months. So, I was like, I try yeah. not to, like, sh- I just don't worry. I don't think about it because <laughs> if I think about it, it's going to stress me the fuck out. And, uh, you know, I know Greg and Anchi from Hold My Owner definitely like they're a, they're pretty antsy about it. <laughs> and like I would I wish I could be as antsy as them cuz like I just like it would it would just eat me live to be
3: honest. <laughs> well, it'll it'll be here eventually. You uh how many what do you how many songs you got on this thing? 2 3 What's
0: Uh they got two, we got two. And um oh. yeah, I think these these songs are like are, are definitely I would say like personally, they're a big step up I mean, as far as production, there's just more layers to it. my voice is stronger um and I, like they the lyrics are fucking hard uh i like I don't know how people some people are gonna feel about the language on it on some of the songs <laughs> I mean, uh, what do you mean what you, what, what could you have it, possibly said it, it, you know it's like the verbiage it's like uh it's like you know the one line uh you know it's like the the course pretty much goes two-faced cunt looking for fame just put so, it on an english label
1: yeah
3: right? <laughs> so nobody will bat an eye you know it's yeah just, exactly
0: yeah i mean you know
3: cunt kind in australia is a good thing so <laughs> yeah. that that'll be cool when that comes out if, and uh you also recently released the bulldoze cover of the truth you know, correct me if i'm wrong on this one too but i think i saw that this was a song that you had recorded when you did these split songs or am i off with that
0: yeah it's we recorded it in august like late august when we co- <laughs> recorded the uh you know the two songs for the split and it's just like it's like one of those things like you know in the 90s you know a lot of hardcore bands recorded covers and they would fucking you know put them throw them out on something on a release <laughs> and uh uh you know, Bulldoze being, like, one of my favorite bands. And I love fucking Kev's lyrics. I love fucking his voice. And, I mean, overall, just, you know, Bulldoze riffs. So like it's like, we, we were trying to figure out, I was like, what's a song we can, you know, start covering live? And then we just said, fuck it, let's record it, too. It was like, we got the studio time. We're only recording two songs, so we recorded it. And then, you know, next thing, fucking, before we got to put it out, fucking... Uh, you know bulldoze announced that they were fucking playing songs like sick yeah yeah and then and then you know kev uh unfortunately passed away so it was like it's like one of those things like fuck like we, we thought we we're like all gonna do is like it was gonna be like
3: 2010 2012 all over again you know yeah well the the uh was there any uh consideration i mean did you feel like you guys shouldn't release it at all i mean i'm glad you did and i think it was the right move of course but was there any conversation about releasing cover right after he died
0: Nah, i mean i don't think it ever crossed our minds because like we played it in front of like uh at this is hardcore we played it in front of zach and and mike who played you know the guitars said bulldoze yeah, and, like yeah, they yeah. fucking they loved it and uh like if anything you know just show respect to the guys that you know pretty much right. created a whole entire another uh you know a whole another style of hardcore and yeah. um you know i like with licensing and everything like that it's not it's not like a fucking cash grab or anything like that because <laughs> with the with with like the way licensing licensing goes like all the money goes to those guys and it's like i mean if anything it's just like you know fucking show respect to i mean, to those guys they're fucking unreal bulldoze is fucking unreal like i mean you can spot a bulldoze rip from a mile away
3: Yeah, it's certainly one of a kind. And as much as anybody and all of Asia has tried, nobody has been able to repeat what they've done. No, absolutely not. No, no. A truly uh, one of one band. Uh, Sometimes I think they created the worst genre of hardcore, but they did create one. Yeah, they definitely did.
0: (laughs) And it's totally incidental. It's just, you know, it was like what they, a beatdown, like a beat beatdown, and just like fucking. If anything, I think you know, beatdown was more of an like a, an attitude, yeah. and it was like a style of music. And then it just like you know, a bunch of kids wanted to be like, yeah, you know, oh, let's fucking be hard like bulldoze. And it's just like, you know, it just kind of evolved and snowballed. I blame Shattered Realm.
3: That's Shattered that. Realm for everything. <laughs> I think a lot of people have from time to time. Yeah, but yeah, you i mean coincidence i mean it's a shitty coincidence but it is i think it's a it's a solid tribute and it's it's a very well done song um you do a great job on it as well i mean the whole band does uh so you got you got the split coming up uh you're playing shows here and there that tui show up in new york of course will be a big one you're doing i think you're doing uh keystone jam holiday jam coming up here soon i'd imagine you are at least yep um any other big plans in the future? I mean, that's already a lot of things. But, like, should we at any point anticipate a carried-by-six full length? Do you guys look that far ahead, or are you just doing whatever comes next?
0: We've kind of discussed it. And it's just like, um, you know, uh, we kind of closed the books. Like, we're like, because we don't want to, like, play too much. We don't want to play too little. And it's like, I feel like we got a decent amount of shows. like, we're going back up. Uh, like the weekend before the TY show in Brooklyn, we're playing uh, in Long Island again with uh, some younger bands, and um, we're kind of like we're tossing around the ideas. Like, I don't, I don't think a full length would really would really do us any good or anything like that. I think like with putting out three four songs here and there is cool, and with the way just the way like music is nowadays, like it's hard to keep people's attention You know, yeah. you put out you, by the time you, you know, you write and record a full length and you just can't go into a studio half ass in a, a full length album. Mm-hmm. You know, you did, like you got to fucking have that shit down, figured out whole nine yards. And, um, I think with, with the way like all our guys are, you know, they're all pretty busy. I think, I think just putting out, you know, three or four, maybe five songs at a time probably suits
3: us best and i, I think got- i think you're probably right i think i think it works well with your sound too um just just get in there beat some ass and get out and i think uh, a lot of well you, you know as well as i do that a like f- front to back solid hardcore lp is not the easiest thing to pull off yeah. No, <laughs> not at all it tends to be quite boring uh, but you know doesn't doesn't mean you guys would but you know it's just it's just a hard thing to pull off in the, in the, in the genre um, but some have few have but some have
0: yeah
3: uh, so you got that going on you got a couple shows you got the albums that's a, that's a lot of stuff that's more stuff than uh most people have going on for a hardcore band I want to ask you this question I just thought about it I asked uh, Henry from law of power the same thing guys similar types of band uh, sh- kind of short heavy ass beater songs the band as a whole—you've already been around for pretty long for a hardcore band. Do you see this going for a while? Do you see Carry by six continuing until you just don't feel like it, or do you think? Do you think the the shelf life is longer or shorter? I guess
0: as as long as Chris Mahmood wants to do this band, I'm in. Uh, I don't like, I uh, like to me. I'm not real big into like having fill-ins and like fucking like whole entire new bands. Like these guys are my brothers. I don't want to do it without them. As as soon as they're they're like not interested in doing it anymore, call it quits, fucking hang it up. That's all she wrote. Maybe I'll go on and do something myself. Uh, other than that, you know, like I don't, I don't really want to do shit with anybody else. In you know, like that is in Christmas mood. Kyle, Chris Smith, and Sean. That's, uh, that's CB6.
3: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Zach Barone of Carried by Six. And the song you just heard was the Bulldoze cover we talked about, The Truth. You can check that out on Bandcamp. It's available for name your own price download, which to most people means free. But you can pay up to a million dollars, I think. So go ahead and do that at your leisure. I want to thank Zach again for coming on the podcast, having a conversation. I really enjoy Carried by Six, another great addition to Pennsylvania Hardcore. If you happen to be in the area and you like Hardcore from any state, you have a chance this weekend to go to Reading, Pennsylvania Club Reverb and check out the Keystone Holiday Jam headlined by Terror playing a lowest of the low in its entirety set. Uh, Also on there, you got Life of Agony, Agnostic Front, Strife, Wisdom and Chains, Bulldoze, Carried by Six, End It, Uh, Death Before Dishonor, it's a a really long list and worthy of your time. If you're in the area, you should go. Um, Otherwise, if you're in the Northeast, be on the lookout for Carried by Six coming to a town near you. I suppose that's going to be it for this episode. As always, I want to recommend you go to gettingitout.net, bookmark the site, check it every day, get your news, get your reviews. Rick Shirk has been doing a great job of adding death metal reviews to gettingitout.net. Hopefully... By the end of the year, I'll put up my top 10, 15, 20, whatever number lists it's going to be for my favorite albums for the year. Uh, Maybe not. Who knows? But that'll be it for this one. I'm going to end it with a track from a hardcore band out of Salt Lake City. This band is called Run Into The Sun. They just put out a two-song EP called Cry Blood. It follows their recently released EP, Love, Pain. I'm going to play you the track Cry If you'd like more information on them, please go to gettingitout.net or click on the link in the show notes of whatever podcast player you're currently using. That's it for this one. Bye-bye.